My brothers and sisters in the Lord, there was a man who was walking down the streets in Washington, D.C., and he was held up at gunpoint by a robber. The robber had a gun in his side, and the robber said to him, Give me all of your money. Now the man, a very well-dressed man, was very indignant. And he said back to the robber, Do you know who I am? He said, I'm a U.S. congressman. And so the man thought a moment, the robber, and he looked at the gentleman and he said, Then give me back my money. Repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. My friends, in the gospel today, the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the time, they are certainly having their fill of Jesus. And they're plotting to get rid of him because it's causing them too much trouble. And so they're trying to entrap him. And so they begin by praising Jesus, as we hear at the beginning of the gospel today, how he always speaks the truth. And Jesus can see right through the malice in their hearts. And so they ask him a question. And it's a question, my brothers and sisters, that is meant, no matter how Jesus responds, to cause trouble for him. Is it lawful? to pay the tax to Caesar, the census tax. And certainly in the Pharisees' mind, they knew that this was a double-edged sword. Because if Jesus would say, yes, it is lawful, then he would lose popularity with the people. Because certainly they loved Jesus, they were attracted to Jesus, but they despised the Roman government who occupied them at the time. And if Jesus said, no, it is not lawful, while the crowds would be happy with him, they could label him a traitor to the empire, an enemy of Caesar, and could have him do away with from the world stage. And so they present this question, and certainly Jesus knows the malice, the deceit in their heart. So he says to them, show me the coin. Show me the money that you have. Whose inscription, whose image is on it? Of course, they answer, Caesar. And so we have the famous words of Jesus, then repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. And as I was reflecting on that, my brothers and sisters, I find for most of us that first portion of the statement is relatively easy. Repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Normally, we do that. You know, my brothers and sisters, we know that, for example, if your house is in an area where the government wants to build a highway, eminent domain, say goodbye to your house. If Congress would reintroduce the draft, pack your duffel bag, you're going. I'm going to say most of us, hopefully all of us, but if not, most of us pay our taxes. Now, we may grumble and we may complain, but we normally do these things out of a sense of duty or maybe out of a sense of fear. You know, there's the little story about the man who was 
vacationing down in Mexico, in Cancun or Alcapoco or one of those places. And as we were going down the street, a little boy was choking on a quarter that he had put in his mouth. And so the man flipped the boy over by his heels, hit him on the stomach, and the quarter popped out. And the mother was so thankful, she said, you must be a doctor or a nurse or a medical professional. And he said, no ma'am, I'm from the IRS. <laughs> Caesar gets what Caesar wants. We've got that first part. Because either it's duty or maybe it's fear because we don't want the IRS coming after us. The second part, oftentimes, is more challenging to give to God or to repay to God what belongs to God. Because why do we do that? Because we could say to ourselves, God doesn't need anything from me. God has all that he needs and all that he has and all that he wants. What am I supposed to repay to God? Why? Well, you see, my brothers and sisters, in the first instance, we give to God what belongs to God, it is because of our thankfulness. It is because of our gratitude for everything that God has given to us. And because of that thankfulness and because of that gratitude, we do give the Lord the first fruits of our labor. Because you see, my friends, we live in a society that is more worried about entitlement than thankfulness. Arrogance rather than humility. And we're called to be a people of gratitude. It's like the little story of the man who had two daughters. And they were on vacation. They were going out to the beach. And they were going to spend a few days there out at the beach. And so he said to his two daughters, over the next three days, each of you have $20 to spend. That's it. No more. 20 bucks. And they both agree. And so they go walking down the broad walk and they come to the first souvenir shop. And one of his daughters goes in and she sees this baseball cap. And she says, Dad, this is what I want. I really want this cap. I really, 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 really want it. And so he looks at the price. $19.99. So he says to her, if you buy this baseball cap, you're going to spend all your money. You have nothing left for the next three days or two and a half days. And she says, I want this hat. So he gives her the 20 bucks, she buys the hat, and they continue on until finally they're sitting on a bench at the beach. And while they're sitting at the bench, the girl takes the little baseball cap out of the bag and she gives it to her father and she says to him, happy birthday, dad. And the man who's writing this article says that he's kept that hat for over 50 years. Because his daughter sacrificed her $20, everything that she had, everything she had was given because she wanted to buy a birthday gift for her father. Gratitude and thankfulness. It's one of the reasons why we give back to God what belongs to God. Another reason, my friends, is that we remember that everything that we have and everything that we are is a gift from God. It's not ours. And that's so very important. Because oftentimes we live in a society in which we get into this mindset that it's all about me and all about what I have done and I have accomplished and I have built this empire or this company or this business or I've worked hard and I've bought all these things and I've done it myself. 
But guess what, my friends? We've cooperated with God's grace, but all of it is a gift from God, and all of it belongs to God. And that's why all of it is to be returned to God for his greater honor and glory and for the building of his kingdom. But how easy it is to fall into our own selfishness. Not long ago, I was going to meet a friend. We were going to meet for coffee, but his five-year-old son was coming with us, so a coffee shop and a five-year-old doesn't always go together. So we decided we were going to meet at McDonald's. So there we are at McDonald's. So he buys his son one of those large fries, supersized, whatever it is now at McDonald's. And so they were going to share these fries. And so we begin our conversation, and the little boy is there. He's eating his fries. And so the father goes to pull a fry out, and the little boy covers his fries. And the dad said, well, I would like one. He said, none for you, all for me. And I'm watching this. And after the conversation, I'm going home and I'm driving and I'm thinking to myself, does that little boy know who bought those fries? Does he know that his father could take all those fries away? Does that little boy know that his father could buy 10 times that amount of fries and not give him any? But you see, my friends, how often we like that with God. We take our fries, we take our toys, and we go home. Because it's all mine and none for you. The word steward, my brothers and sisters, is a, comes from a Greek word. And the, the word steward in Jesus' time meant one who was in charge of another's household. And so if you were wealthy, or if you had property and land, or whatever it may be, you had a steward. And the steward took care of the household, of the money. It didn't belong to the steward, but he was entrusted with his care. You see, my friends, we are stewards of all the gifts that God has given to us. They are entrusted to our care, but they don't belong to us. They belong to God. And we give him the glory. Repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Repay to God what belongs to God. And one of the other reasons why, my friends, we give back to God what belongs to God is because we know, and I have seen it over and over again in my own life and in other people's lives, is that when we give back to God what belongs to Him, God takes that and He multiplies that blessing over and over again. We see it in the Gospels. They only had two fish and five loaves of bread, but Jesus feeds 5,000 men plus the women and the children. He multiplies the blessing when the gift is given back. Some of you may have seen this story during the Rio Olympics. One of the Polish athletes was competing. And so he was certainly had this great desire to win. And so the first event he competed in, he got a silver medal, second place. Now he really wanted a gold medal because that was first place, but he would settle for second. The second event he competed in, he got another silver medal. And so he was kind of disappointed. I mean, he got a medal, he won second place, but it wasn't first place. It wasn't a gold medal. Well, right after the Olympics, he received a letter from a woman in Poland. And her son had eye cancer. 
and she needed $126,000 in order to pay for the surgery to save her son. And the woman didn't have the money. And so this particular athlete thought, well, I can put these medals on auction to help raise the money for the surgery. So he did, these two silver medals. And he auctioned them off, and he was only able to receive $19,000 by the end of the auction. Certainly not enough to pay for the $126,000 surgery. However, when they went up for auction, two businessmen in Poland saw the auction and they heard about the story. And they put up the remainder of the money so that the woman's son could be saved. And the athlete was writing how disappointed he was in his two silver medals because they weren't gold. But God used those medals for an even greater blessing to save a child's life. You see, my friends, that's why we give back to God what belongs to God. That's why, my friends, that no matter what people say about how evil things are and how wrong things may be, there are always blessings that God sends us each and every day. But it's all about giving praise to our Savior. Praise no matter what our experience is this day. And praise to God and thankfulness and gratitude to Him as we move forward as disciples in the kingdom. Certainly we are reminded as the old hymn goes, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost.